Blog Talk Radio. And we are back bringing you Infinite Love Talk Radio on Blog Talk, the place to be this Saturday, February 23rd, and it's 5 p.m. Yes, it is, babe, and you can join us anytime during our show by calling us at 347-215-3054 or by going to our chat room during our entire show. Today we are talking about friendships and just how important they are to each and every one of us. That's right. The term is sometimes slightly and does not mean the same thing to both people involved. We want to be the first to say that to be a great friend to someone, you must give respect, love, and loyalty. And you cannot expect others to give you more than you yourself are willing to give. That's right. And if you don't want to reciprocate that, I will reiterate, you're not going to get it. And this is such an important topic, as we have found over the years, that true friends are hard to come by. And when you find or have one, you've got to cherish them and always respect the bond you share. You know, babe, we've got a few questions, and before we get to them, I want to ask you if you remember this song right here, another one. Let me hear it from you first. Come on. Friends, how many of us have them? That's right, exactly. Before we go any further, and you know, our first question from our listeners is, is a friend considered a soulmate, babe? Well, I would have to answer that a friend is considered a soulmate because, like, you can have a girlfriend and she could be your soulmate. And in saying soulmate, it doesn't have to necessarily be an intimate relationship. It could just be I can talk to my girlfriend and vice versa about anything, and I don't have to worry about it going further than that. And a lot of times your soulmate is someone you can entrust your deepest secrets with, and they're not going to share it with anyone else. So I would definitely say a friend is considered a soulmate if they're your true friend. And I would have to say you are right on because a true friend is somebody that you can trust, you can give your secrets to, you can go through your ups and downs with, and that at the same time I would have to say is what a soulmate is all about, somebody that is with you through thick and thin. So to our first question, I would have to say yes, it is true. A friend is definitely a soulmate. And that's right. And then our second question we have, is it hard for you guys being celebrities to have true friends? Ooh, that's a good question right there. <laughs> I, I, would, I would definitely say, honey, that it is. What would you say? Uh, I would definitely agree with you because when you are, are celebrity status or that your friends or quote-unquote friends that come to you, a lot of times you have to worry, are they there because of your money, because of your status, because that they get perks that you get? And uh, a lot of times I would have to say yes. And to be lucky in a lifetime and... We, we're lucky to have our parents around still and for our children, the grandparents, that they're able to instill in them some of the knowledge. And when you listen to them talk, babe, was one of the things that mom always says that you can go through your entire life and might only get a couple of friends. That's right. And when we say that, um, you know, and being celebrities, it doesn't, you don't have to be triple millionaires or billionaires, just a celebrity is when people know you, you're, you know, pretty much everybody has either saw a story about you or seen you on TV or something of that caliber. Usually it's really hard to know who you can trust, but we go into relationships with everyone with an open heart and an open mind. And, you know, me and Doug, we believe in the philosophy of karma. And if you are going to be a good friend to them, maybe they aren't going to return the same to you, but that's when you have to make the decision to cut off ties and keep on moving. Don't wish anything bad on anyone, but life goes on and you have to go ahead and chalk that up as a lesson learned and keep going. We do have, you know, a handful of very, very close friends that we consider like family, and they are our soulmates as well. But my truest and, and uh, most important and to my heart, my soulmate is Doug. Of course, my kids and my mom and his parents fit in that group as well. But my best and truest friend is my husband, Doug. So every all you ladies out there, if you are in a relationship and you have a person that you truly trust and that's your soulmate, cherish that because it's very, very hard to come by. 
I definitely agree with you, babe. And and knowing that I I reiterate what my wife says as far as she is my true friend at the same time. Now, I got another question for you. Oh, you are very close, baby. I got another question for you, and it is how can one know that they have a true friend or soulmate? How do you know that? I would say that you know you have a true friend or a soulmate when you can tell them something and you don't hear it from someone else within three or four weeks. <laughs> Usually, you know, this is a small world. I know we look at it as a big old place, but it's really a small world in all the things that we do. And if you hear someone, you know, reiterate what you've told them or maybe they say something along the lines or they start acting strange because they've done something wrong, usually you can tell that maybe they, you know, did something disloyal to you. But if you, I say one way to know that, also, you will know by the feelings you get. Are you happy when you talk to that person? Did that person bring you down? Is everything you're trying to do positive all the time and whenever you talk to them, they put a negative swing? That's usually not either a true friend or a good friend because a good friend wants to see you shine and they want to make your world happier, a better place, not a worse place because let's face it, in our day and age and the way the world is going, and especially us people with children, we have to worry about you know how the world is changing for the worse. We don't need to be reminded of the sad and the bad all the time. I really look towards my friends that I call my true friends to give me uplifting comments and speeches and advice. I I really don't try to give them negative, and I don't want to get it in return. So I would say you know a true friend when you feel great talking to them, you wake up and you think of them in your first thoughts in the morning, and you also, you know, want to do nice things for and with them. It doesn't have to be monetary, but you would give your last for them and vice versa. So I would say those are some of the ways I judge a true friend. And, honey, how would you? Uh, you know, it, it's funny, babe, but the the one time when I think that you're going to be able to judge a true friend is uh, uh, everyone has friends when it's all happy and everything is glitzy and, and everything is great. But I think that the down time is when you really find out who true friends are. And I think this is something that my wife and I have experienced. And everyone, I'm sure, out there listening has experiences that, you know, different people fall off at different times. But your true friends are the ones that are there right. when you need them and when when they need you at the same time. Because like you said earlier, baby, reciprocating, it goes both ways. So I would have to say that uh, during the down times is when you're going to find your true friends in life. Wow, I couldn't have said it better myself, honey. And see, that's why we jail so good together, you guys, because it's yin and yang. And as my husband just showed us, that that is definitely at least a 100% way to find out is are they there when you truly need them. So I would definitely have to say that um, we have pretty much touched on that. The next question, is there a time limit to knowing that a person is your friend, like after you've known them for 10 years or more? Uh, a time limit. I, I would say that in the time of need is when you're going to find out, like I said, who that true friend is. But I, I don't really think that there is a time limit because a lot of people, you know, you grow up and you have friends when you're younger, but you can truly find a friend at any time. And if I, if I look at my our situation, obviously you have family and those are my friends, but I have one friend that I, I know and you know, and he's been there, and he continues to be Wait, there. Wait, does his name start with a T? T-Y-R-O-N-E, <laughs> and that's Tyrone. And I would tell you that he is there through the good times, the bad times, he does judge, and he speaks, and he tries to give us and love us in a way that we try to reciprocate. I have other friends as well as Stinker and, and all those guys, but when I look at Tyrone, this is somebody who I've known for a long time, and I know that I can depend on him anytime. And I would have to reiterate that my husband does have a true friend in Tyrone, and I've always asked him, and in, and in Stinkerton, but those guys are like brothers, and it's really interesting for me because I always tell my husband, you are so blessed and so lucky to have guys like that in your life that there's no jealousy, there's no envy, there's no put-downs. When you're trying to be up, they're trying to help you stay up. When you're you know down, they're trying to bring you up. All those are key components to having a true and great friend. So I would have to say that I've got to witness that with my husband. With women, it's a little harder for us girls out there, and I want you guys to know that I am a true friend, and if you want to be my friend and you're female, call me up, email me. I'm there for you if you need that because I really have nothing but love for you out there, and I really wish that I could find more of that. I have about five good friends that I've been friends with for a long time, and one of those people I actually just met within a year, and her name's Betty. She lives in Washington, D.C., and I adore her. She's like a sister to me, but I really truly feel deep inside that that is a friend that I'll have always for the rest of my life, and 
So I just, you know, thought I would share that with you. And then we have the last question, honey, and that's yours. And that is, how can someone be a best friend or soulmate to someone else? Tell me that one. I would say that you can be the best friend or soulmate to someone by keeping being positive, and sometimes things are going to be down. Sometimes things are not going to be 100% great all the time, and it's not sunny outside. But try to be a loving, confident, try to be an uplifting spirit. You know, think good thoughts about your friend. When they're down, don't try to push them down further. Bring them up. When they're up, help them stay up. You know, be a confident that they can tell something to, and you don't have, they don't have to worry about hearing what they've discussed with you five minutes later or five years later or even five days later through someone else. Be honest, loyal, and love and respect them. And if you can be that kind of a friend and find that in return, you've truly made it. I will have to, I will have to baby. And, you know, one way that you can be a best friend to somebody is just like my wife said, is supporting them being there. But even more than that, sometimes you have to tell them things that they might not want to hear. Mm-hmm. That's when a true friend steps to the forefront and tells them something that is real. And everybody else might coat the candy and make it look good, but you know this one person is always going to give you the real deal, and you can depend on that person. And that is definitely, definitely big. But uh, like we were talking about earlier, I would have to say that my wife is truly my best friend, and how I can determine that is the fact that, just like I said, sometimes I might not want to hear it, but that's the real deal, and that's something that... I definitely need to hear, and it, it goes a long way because those times when you sit down and you're just thinking and you think that, you know, she was right. Uh, I just really have to say that she was right on point and it was something that I needed to hear. I might be a little upset at her, but at the same time, I'm like, you know what, she was right. God's dog, she was right. That's right, and and my husband is very true. And, so, and you know, I've asked him sometimes, honey, am I fat? And he'll go, no, you're not fat, but you need to lose a little bit of weight. Well, that's the same thing as, yes, you're fat, but he's no, saying it in a loving manner. That, that <laughs> and not. he's telling me the truth, and that's what I love about him, because he will tell me the truth. And that's why I can call him my soulmate and my truest best friend, because I've had girlfriends where I'll say, is my butt big? And they'll say, yeah, it looks real big, like a horse. It's too big. It make me feel terrible. I can ask my husband. He'll say, yep, and I like it like that. See, that's the difference. There's a way to let somebody know they have a big butt than to not put them down. Just kidding with you guys. I thought I'd add a little humor in there. But, you know, back to, to talking about being friends and soulmates, you know, um, my husband, again, can, can use Tyrone as an example as being a true friend. Someone asked earlier in there, if, if you're friends for 10 years, is, that, is there a time limit? How long have you and Tyrone been friends? Uh, it's going on 20, 20 wow. years. And, and, I, and I say, you know, time is a, a little bit different, babe, because a lot of the time, now look at this situation, a lot of the time you'll find yourself putting more into it than the other person is putting into it. Now, you may have been in front of them for 20 years, but they, right. they reciprocate that to you. And I can say that Tyrone has done that for me, whereas we've all both been in a relationship where we've been friends to people and they didn't reciprocate that back. So, you know, time is something, but yeah, it's been 20 years. That's, that's a long time, huh? Good. That has been a long time, I mean, 20 years. And it's funny because they, they both look so young and they're, they're into working out together and all the different things. And I missed that with my best friend or one of my best friends. Her name is Shelly, and she actually lives out in Washington. I won't give her address because she's probably listening. I'll be pretty upset, but I don't really get to see her that much. But it's still, it's when you have that sisterhood or that brotherhood, that, that's what makes it special. So friendships are something that we cherish and we try to, um, we don't take the words lightly and we only allow certain people in our circle. No, no question. I mean, that's the way that you have to do it. And I, I talk about mom because she, she's with her knowledge of as old as she is, not like that, but the fact that she's been around and she's seen so much. And, and look at this, baby. The word friend is defined as Webster's Dictionary, a person who one knows well and is fond of, an ally, supporter, or sympathizer. And, and they didn't say, Houdini didn't say it any better than the dictionary doesn't know the meaning of friends. Because a friend is so much deeper than that. A friend is 
somebody that you can not only trust and be there for, but you can count on. You can be around and be comfortable and be able to be yourself. Because a lot of the time you have to kind of act a certain way around certain people. But what about, you know, your friend, you can just let your hair down and be yourself. And that's what uh, I really appreciate, obviously, about you because you're my friend. But when I speak outside of our circle, I speak about Tyrone, is that, you know, he doesn't judge me. I, I am who I am. He knows the ups and downs, but he's like, man, you know, I, I love you guys, not only myself but my wife. And it, it's a blessing to be able to have a, a true friend around you because some of us out there I think you got friends, but you don't. And I would like to also say, honey, I attribute it a lot to our kids. They love us anyway. We wake up in the morning, we look crazy like the heat visor. They still love mommy and daddy. I want to come. I want to snuggle, watch cartoons, but, you know, watch TV together. And that's, that's what I'd say as friends as well. <laughs> no question. I mean, the, the family aspect of friendship is something that is totally different than the outside because your your kids, they, they do end up judging you later, but in the beginning they don't judge you. They love you for who you are, and that is one blessing that I just can't get enough of. That's why I'm always hugging them and kissing them and telling them that I love them. And they're like, Dad, get, get away from me. Quit it. Stop it. But I just want them to know that they are truly appreciated, and, and we have to do that more, not only outside of our family, but definitely in our family, to, to bond that friendship so that we're not only married, but we're also friends because that, I think, is a prerequisite to every marriage. Before you are taking that step, this is just my opinion. That's right. Before you're taking that step, you got to be friends because there's going to be so many things that you go through that you're going to have to be able to support each other through certain things, about certain things, and be there for each other in a way that surpasses the marriage part of that. That's right. Yeah. That's right, and I, I'd have to agree. And we just want you guys, again, try to be the best possible friend you can be to someone else. Don't look to what they can do for you, but more what you can do for them because we think that that is the start of changing this world, and that's what we're trying to do right here on Blog Talk. You can call in. 347-215-8305 anytime and join us. We see a lot of callers on the line. We appreciate you just sitting in, listening. You don't have to speak if you don't want to, but you know you can jump in the conversation. Just interrupt us. Just say, shut up, Jack and Doug. We've got something to say. <laughs> and, and we'll be quiet. And um, Or you can go in our chat room as well. And as you've probably noticed, my voice is hoarse again because I am very sick right now. I have a cold, but I wouldn't have missed this show for nothing in the world because this is really important to us. Be the best possible person and friend that you can be to other people. Let's start there, y'all. No question. I think little steps like that are ultimately what's going to change everything and create a paradigm shift because uh, a lot of people are using, oh, that's my friend. Oh, that's my friend. And it, that isn't, maybe we should use the term associates. That's somebody that I associate with or that I kind of know. But let's not call them friends because those true friends out there, they're one in a million, and it might be one in a couple million because, uh, as you can see, we don't have many true ones in our lives. Most definitely. And I see the phone lines really lighting up. I'm sorry I can't get some of you on the line, but you definitely are welcome to keep joining us and listening to our show. And um, right now we would like to introduce somebody to you. Who are we introducing? Oh. oh. That's what I'm talking about. That's, you know, I, I love when I hear that music right there. I hope to Why do you love that music, baby? Because, and you all know what time it is, right? So let's get it started. And let's welcome back the Wizard. Talk to me, man. Tell me what's up in sports this week. I know a lot is going on out there. Let's let's start off with the White Howard. Talk to me. First and foremost, was that All Star game impressive? Oh my I goodness, it was. One of the most impressive that I've seen in quite some time. That dunk contest has has been uh, uh, raised to new heights. I'd have to give Dwight Howard a lot of credit, and Gerald Green as well. He did some dunks that I think that would have uh, stood out in any other contest, but just not in this one when the man puts the Superman suit on. Uh, the, the Superman suit was was ridiculous. I will have to say that. Now listen to this, Whistle. A lot of people said that that wasn't a dunk, but listen, if you are over the hoop and you have the ability to throw the ball through the hoop, that is a dunk. I don't care where you're at, what playground you're on. That was a dunk, and it was ridiculous. Enough said. Ball, if you're above the rim, 
your hand goes above, you got to go above to throw it in. He was definitely above the rim. And sometimes we play with it when you when you got it like that. So hey, you got to swallow it the way it was. That was a dunk, and it was a it was a nice show. It, it was actually also beautiful to see that so much excitement got brought back to the dunk contest just from the different gimmicks, like you said, Gerald Green with blowing out a candle as he's dunking the ball. I mean, some of the things you know, you if you never have done something like that and dunk like that, you can't truly appreciate what it is that they're doing. But I will say that I was I was truly impressed and and I was happy to see the dunk contest brought back in that kind of light. Oh, without a doubt, um, the athleticism was, was highlighted. Um, the rules, I thought that for the most part, the, the judges were fair. Um, I mean, it was it was a nice show, and again, it's all for the fans and and even the, even the celebrity games, all that stuff was good too. So. Well, Wizzle, I would have to say that you know a little something about sports because the fans heard it here first with the New York Giants winning the Super Bowl. Then I asked you who was going to be the MVP, and I believe that you did say LeBron James, so the fans heard it first. Uh, I would have to say that LeBron was very impressive, but did you talk to him before the game or something? No, I didn't, but you know what I've happened to notice is that he's just a beast. He's yeah. so much bigger than everybody else. He's so much stronger. I'm so much faster. I'm younger. I'm hungrier. There's way too many positives going on for me. So it's nothing for me to dunk over you, old guy. You know? Ooh, I hear you, bro. Wow. <laughs> he was definitely, definitely impressive. And, you know, his game lends so much to the All-Star game because he can dribble, he can shoot, he can pass, he can dunk. So he's covering everything. Whereas you have certain guys that come uh, to the All-Star game that, you know, they're strictly shooters, so they really won't get involved unless a guy like him gets them involved. Without a doubt, the guy has uncanny ability to pass the ball. He has a, a good feel for basketball. It's not just going out and actually hooping and like weekend warriors like a, a lot of us do. We get out there and you have you understand your structure. You understand that you got to hold your teammates accountable for, you know, for at certain times in the game, and then you realize with how special and gifted you are that when this is time for you to take over. So it's, uh, he has an, a, a, a good grasp of the game right now, and he has nothing to let to go up. Well, I would have to say that one other, there was one other shot in that whole game that was very impressive, and what did you think about Rasheed Wallace's one shot attempt? Tell me about that. Well, you know what? For him to for that to be his only three points to pull up a left-handed three-point shot, being a right-handed player, was pretty impressive to me. Uh, it was all good. Definitely can say he was there and give me my check. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that. <laughs> well, also, we could, I would have to say, uh, for New Orleans was fantastic. Uh, but well, moving on, tell me what you think about the Boston Celtics now. They've been very impressive at home, but now they are on this West Coast swing, and even though they're just getting Kevin Garnett back, they are on a three-game losing streak on the West Coast. What do you think about that? Well, it's a, a, a huge part of it has a lot to do with the talent, but... I would give that more to the six man in these situations. You're coming to situations where you are, if, if, you know, a paper. You guys are supposed to win it this year, as far as the Celtics, and so uh, you come into a, a, a situation where you go play the Clippers, and it's going to be sold out tonight, and people are going to be playing above their head and playing real tough, and so uh, you're going to have some games where you're where you're going to get get your butt kicked and hand it to you a little bit, but. That's part of the game. That's part of being professional. We can see uh, how they finish the, the second part of this West Coast swing. I would agree with you, and I think that that's what's going to define their time. Uh, Wizzle, you hit it right on the head. It's the fact that when you start out the season, no one sees you coming. Yeah, you've got a big billing, but like they were saying at the beginning of the season, we haven't proved anything yet. Well, you go through the halfway point, you don't even have double-digit losses. Now every arena that you go to is going to be packed. That team is going to give you their best shot out on that particular night. Now let's see what it is that you do. And ultimately, this could be a positive for them because it could, even though they might stumble a little bit, maybe drop a few spots in the Eastern Conference, they are still going to be weathered by the time the playoffs come. And if they still have enough left in the tank, uh, I think that they are still one of the top two teams. I see Orlando coming, but Boston, this could be a positive for them. 
Oh, without a doubt. Oh, they are they really are tough. Really uh, tough. Uh, Doc Rivers, Doc you got to give it to him. He's did a hell of a job as far as putting this team together. And I still don't believe that they have meshed to the point to where they could be. So that's something that will be depicted in the future if they could do that or not. That's certainly something that they're going to have to do in order to get over the hump and consider themselves the NBA champion. But uh, right now they they look pretty good. Um, they got talent. They got everything you need. You got a MVP candidate. You got all-stars, a great cast. You got people playing above their head as far as uh, not above their head. I don't mean that. I meant uh, who's, uh, unheralded contributors. There I didn't you expect go. You, I, I didn't expect you to come with this what you're doing for us right now, but you know, as far as raising uh, Rondo's doing uh, a heck of a job for him, so I really like what they're doing. I think that they sat that as far as uh, the, the trades because we're happy with what we have right now. No question. Tell me, tell me when you're speaking of trade, tell me what you think about Shaq's debut. And and of course, I know you probably seen him last night. So debut one and debut two, let's call them. What, what do you think about those? Well, uh, the debut, the first debut, I was actually impressed with Jack. I, I mean, I, the fact that both teams, it was a more entertaining contest than I thought, with both teams' scores being in the one, uh, uh, upper 120. But uh, Shaq looked good, and he moved well. And to be honest with you, if I was a Miami Heat fan, I'd be a little bit upset at one of two things. Either Shaq wasn't giving all he could to us, uh, or <laughs> Pat Riley Pat wasn't running the right thing for us. Jack in a pick and roll and stuff. He looks good. He can and move. I didn't think, man, I'm like, what's going on? Maybe it's a resurgence of this man coming to the West Coast. Well, you know, sometimes with a, a trade can give you a new life, but even even more so, I think that, that Riley is a power basketball coach, and he doesn't take into consideration all the guys' skills, whereas in Phoenix, that's something that they really do. They let the guys pass, they let them cut, and they're out there playing real basketball. So he knows now that if he moves or cuts or whatever, he's going to get found by Steve Nash, and that can, like you said before, that can give you the incentive to move your butt now. Uh, without a doubt, and uh, I mean, you know, the uh, maybe the supporting cast, everyone runs. You have uh, you got a players like you like you illustrated. When you're running, when you, you got a reason to put your hands up. I mean, I'm gonna run a little bit harder. So um, I expect Shaq um, to be a little. I, I expect him to start getting better, and if he starts speaking at the right time, like he was doing abroad uh, for so many years in the West, they could be uh, somebody to reckon with. Yeah, it, it was pretty impressive to see the big fella sprint down the court after Kobe goaltended his shot, too. I, I didn't know that he still had wheels like that. And I don't know how his brakes were at the other end because the camera didn't show him, but I tell you, he, he picked up quite a bit of speed. Well, um, I'm, I'm sure that Phoenix is a hot ticket right now. Um, uh, he's brought a lot of life to a team that was doing, I mean, I mean, it, 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 I guess it'd be like the the Braves for so many years, winning and and not selling out their stadiums and that type of thing because people are just bored with the, the bar where they set it. I mean, you've been good for so long that I guess their fans have been kind of bored to sleep. But Jack, uh, we, uh, we we rejuvenate them and uh, they got a they got a good future here. Now, now tell me this. You know, okay, obviously we talked about the Jack move, but. Okay, let me give you a couple. We got Gasol going to LA, obviously Shaq to Phoenix, Webb to Golden State, Kid to Dallas. We got various moves with the Cavs, and then you got Houston in the Memphis move with uh, with Bonzi Wells, Bobby Jackson, all of that. Uh, who do you think got the best out of those deals? Um, give me somebody. Um, I think the Lakers fared the best. Um, I think hey, it seems like a pretty popular opinion, but I think that everybody knows when you watch Paul Gasol, Powell, excuse me, Gasol, <laughs> that he is a complete player. I mean, he's, he's the kind of player if we went to a park and, and we were playing in 21 or a booty in the West Coast. This guy's got a shot on him. He rebounds, he dribbles the ball, he's not afraid to dunk on any, anybody of a different ethnicity. So, I uh, mean, he's pretty solid in his game. He's, he's got some, some go net. And, and, you know, I would have to agree with you because we, we've talked about this before on the show, Wizzle, the fact that, 
Kobe Bryant and the Lakers, even before the Paul Gasol trade, I, I really think were a sleeper underdog in the Western Conference because I, I believe that Kobe uh, finally got what Michael Jordan got as far as understanding that, hey, I can trust my teams, and in the fourth quarter, that's what I get paid for, is I get paid to win the game. And he started taking that concept and really running with it, and I think that you're right. Paul Gasol adds a total different dimension, and the Lakers are now going from a top-tier team, I think, to a dominant team, to be able to go and show that, hey, we can score 124 points in Phoenix and get a win on the road, or we can bring it maybe to a Detroit or someplace and keep the game in the 80s and 90s and still win. I think that that is big, big time for them. Well, I mean, and, uh, you're right. Kobe's trusting his, his teammates makes a stronger team. And, and, again, it's always about team and, and who will sacrifice at particular points of the game. So Kobe had to learn that I have to sacrifice maybe the first quarter because I'm so talented and gifted that I can allow everyone else to get, get to find their group. You know what I mean? And, because it's nothing for me to go out there and do my thing. So it's almost more important for everybody else. And then you couple that with the system that Phil has and that everybody, you know, Phil's been running the same thing for years, so I'm sure he can explain it to a cow. Because, you know, as far as this is what we're going to do, this is where you need to be. And so I think it just makes it easy. You start snapping players in here, and you got a, you got a little system going on down there. So they, they, they got something weird. I'm curious to see what's going to go down with so, so do do I do I hear the whistle saying that the the Lakers will be NBA champions or we're not going to go that far? Well, I I can't go that far yet because there's okay. a lot of other deals that I'm interested in and and it's it's the NBA and everything isn't said and done yet. Uh, there's still free agents still loose out there. I hear that uh, Detroit's uh, ready to pick up Dale Davis. Um, the, the the kid the Jason Kidd deal. I know that Mark Cuban hears everybody, and I know he needs a big body. So we'll see what happens. Um, I, I like some of the trades and, and just the, the parity in the West Coast. is the, the conference is just, I mean, it's bananas. It's literally, you have to check every day. If you lose a game, you might lose a whole spot. It's, it's really huge right now. So basketball is at a premium out here in the West. We love it. No question. And, and I, I don't want to put words in your mouth, Wizzle, but I thought that I heard you say, Lakers, if you want a championship, call Doug Christie. But I'm not going to even put that out there right now. We're going to let that No, go. I think I heard that, too. I thought I heard him say that, but I'm not sure. We want to thank you, Wizzle, for another great segment of sports. And as always, we will see you next time, bro. I thank you. And eat a fajita. <laughs> a salmon fajita at that. Definitely, and we'll take a break for about 20 seconds. And guess what? Today in the news, we have Britney Spears. She can see her little boys again, which is great news. You know she had lost, you know, visitation rights, honey, and now they're going to let her see her kids again, and that's fantastic. Oh, I would have to say that that is definitely fantastic. Hopefully that whole situation can work out because we know, and I'm sure people out there with children know, that it is definitely a bonus when you can have both uh, your mother and your father around and guiding you in some shape or form. And definitely those kids are young, aren't they, babe? Yes, they're really young. I think like really, really small. They're toddlers, well, both of them. No, you need a mother's love, no question about that. Uh, That's right. Also, babe, here, here I have something for you in the news. Now, this is not only a touching story, but it's also just something that I think people will be amazed of. Uh, you have a woman in Atlanta who offered to donate her kidney to a little girl. And when I say, babe, offered to donate her kidney, this lady's name was Laura Bolin, and the child's name was Sarah Dickman. And what the parents did, Sarah's parents, ran and put out an ad just around, and, you know, she was on all the kidney donor lists and all that stuff, but they said, hey, we'll just run this ad, see if it works. And I'll be, gosh, if this lady has two kids of her own but saw it and said, I just can't stand to see a little eight-year-old girl in pain like that. She donated her kidney. They did the surgery, and so far everything has been successful. 
And that is an angel. That is that is someone definitely sent from God. That little girl is blessed, and forever her family will be indebted to that woman because when you give a kidney, I'm not a doctor, and I'm not pretending to be, so this is a disclosure, but I know that your immune system and a lot of other things kind of drops a little. So you're giving up pretty much a part of your life organ mm-hmm. to save someone else, and that is just beautiful. We don't see that much nowadays, and I think that's awesome. Yeah, and, and the little girl in, in the story that, that I was reading said that her biggest thing is she just wants to go and stay the night at her friend's house, and then she wants to go to this place in Atlanta that you can, they've got all the blow-up toys, and you can jump on them and romp on them and play. And she said now that she doesn't have to be hooked up to the dialysis machine and all that, she's just going lose her mind. <laughs> and I really, truly am going to follow that story, honey, because I think that's a wonderful, wonderful wish, and it can come true. And if we can help make it come true, we definitely should. So I'm glad that you covered that. That's beautiful. And um, next in music news, we have Jennifer Lopez is now the proud mommy, honey, of twins, Get a boy and a girl. Get out of here. Oh, my God. Double up. Oh, oh, can you imagine two Douglas Juniors? Uh, or or Shani and a Douglas at the same yes. time? Oh my <laughs> goodness, that would be ridiculous. But that that is fantastic. Obviously, children just bring a whole different light and a glow to someone's life. So. To her and her husband, hats off. I I just hope that you guys truly love them and enjoy them the way that we have. No question about it. Definitely. And you know what, babe? Our fourth story is one that's very true and dear to our heart, and I'll have to say that our daughter, Shani, is in Billboard magazine, everybody, this month. And also, you can view her video by going to myspace.com forward slash myshani, and that's C-H-A-N-I. That's right, and you have to put the my first because there's a lot of shanties on there, but none that's my shanty. <laughs> so make sure you go to www.myspace.com and then forward slash my shanty and check out our video, or you can go to YouTube and go under Chantel Christie and check the video out there. Give us your thoughts and comments. We'd love to hear about it, although it is not going to change anything. She is on her way to really making some, some difference in a lot of youth's life. She wants to do positive things and bring attention and awareness to all of the different causes that she for one is HIV and AIDS, and also she is the spokesperson for the YMCA. So she would definitely be doing a lot of things in the community and worldwide in the months and years to come. So keep a lookout for our daughter Shani, and then we would love to discuss with you. I have a hot tip in fashion, and my hot tip is for this week for anyone that wants to be in the fashion and also be comfortable at the same time, you have to have a pair of comfortable jeans in your wardrobe. Let's face it, this is a jeans world, y'all, and it shows no signs of slowing down. And this goes for men and women. Wouldn't you agree, honey? Oh, I, I would definitely agree. you got to have some jeans. you got to have those one jeans that, that everybody needs. That's right. So go get at least one pair of great fitting jeans, and it doesn't matter the color of the wash or anything. Just make sure they fit comfy and are long enough because nothing irks me more than an ill-fitting <laughs> pair of jeans. And when I say that, that, when they're too short and you're not meaning for them to be too short, that's, that's not right. That's ill-fitting. And guess what? Don't think you have to go out and pay $100 or more for some jeans. You can get bargain shopping done by going to discount stores such as TJ Maxx, Marshalls, Ross, you can go to any of those stores and you can get an even bigger discount if you go to a thrift store or a second-hand shop. You can find some great bargains there and even brand new items sometimes. And I'm going to tell you, I personally collect jeans and have in excess of 50 pairs of jeans. (laughs) That's been 25 years of collecting. And I will tell you, I love to go and find a great deal and snap up just one more pair. So if you got any and you want me to know about them, email me. Come to our MySpace or email us at JackieChristie.com, and I'll be looking. I'll call you up, and we can maybe talk some business. And lastly, you can dress them up or down. Take your pick. Well, that that is beautiful, babe. I'll have to uh, go shop at some of those stores and find myself a pair of jeans. Okay. <laughs> but uh, for, for the guys and even girls out there, uh, my fashion tip is sweat jackets. Now, when I, when I talk about sweat jackets, I'm sure that everyone is seeing them out there. You can get them from as low as 20 bucks to you can even spend a couple of hundred if you want to, and that's going from your basic sweat jacket to your studded. And when I say studded, I've seen some bling bling on some sweat jackets, but one of my favorite stores, and, and my wife, I will have to say, she's the one that discovered this, so I'm going to go ahead and put it out there right now. <laughs> 
for sweat jackets is the Sports Chalet in California. Now, uh, don't you guys tell anybody, but just go check it out. And definitely in the wintertime because they have a serious selection of uh, sweat jackets. I'm talking hoodies, just beautiful stuff, though. And if you don't want to do it that way, you can get your basic, and then you be creative on your own, and you can play with it and put patches on them and different things. Or... In Los Angeles, they always have those high-end stores. You can go in and spend your life savings if you like to. But that's going to be truly, truly up to you. But everybody needs a nice sweat jacket. And guess what? They go with jeans. What do you know about that, baby? Oh, my God. And he's not kidding, you guys. He's not kidding. Um, we definitely um, love this part of our show. This is our love and romance section. And, baby, i got a question for you. And what's that, honey? Okay, my question for you and everybody, I want you guys to pay attention to this, is how do you think we keep our marriage hot after being married for over 10 years? Oh, that uh, that is a good question. Well, I'm going to tell the people you can get a shot of yak or get you some wine. Or, <laughs> <laughs> just play it. So I would have to say that the, the, the biggest thing is that you be spontaneous and you be open to exploring each other's likes and dislikes. That's what is attractive, and that's what will keep the fire burning, is that you guys go and experience stuff together, and you go out there and you be open and you be spontaneous, and obviously you always be loving towards each other because that is what is sexy. And it doesn't matter if it's one year, 10 years, or 20 years. If you're romantic and you are understanding and spontaneous, your wife or person is going to find that definitely, definitely sexy. Do you find that sexy, baby? I definitely do. And my husband, I mean, you guys see why I love him so much. And I would like to add respect. You must respect your mate. I think we respect each other 100%. If my husband's not happy about something, I'm not happy about it. I put him first no matter what. Some people call that corny. Some people call that, oh, my God, she's not caring about herself. No, that's a selfish way to look at it because he is everything to me. And if something's uncomfortable for him, well, that's not what I want to see. And so that's why I make sure that his needs are always met. So respect is very, very important as well. And, and you know what, babe, I have to say uh, about that is obviously that is one of the things that is at the top of the list. But what I'll, I'll say what doesn't work in that whole romance, keeping it alive, is thinking that everything is going to just be goody-good. You that's have right. To, that's right, babe. You have to appreciate the good and the bad because ultimately that is what solidifies the bond. That is and I'm going to tell you something else, baby, not to interrupt you, but everything worth fighting for is worth having. And we're not saying that we sit and we fight like cats and dogs. We're saying that some days the sun may not be shining. Maybe I'm feeling a little under the weather or I'm a little grumpy because maybe something didn't go the way that I wanted it to go and it has nothing to do with my husband. Well, it's all about respecting and loving me in a way that he's not going to try and make me feel worse. He's going to try and make me feel better and bring me out of that dark you know, mood. So that's what we say by everything won't always be perfect, but it's perfect when you know he has my back, she has my back, and we're together and we're a family and we're going to fight through whatever it is, no matter what, together. Now that's sexy right there. That's <laughs> what I'm talking about. See, that, you guys, that, that's uh, what I'm talking about. When you know you got hot like that well you got some things going on and that that's what one thing that i dig and that's why it's definitely easy to be romantic because you can find romance anywhere you want you can find it in the in the line at the grocery store hugging your wife you can find it in opening the door for your wife as she's getting out of the car or getting in the car you can find it in holding the elevator door open for your wife you can find it any and everywhere that you want but what you have to be is you got to be open to accept that and that's, that's one right. of the things that I, I see in my wife a lot Thank you, baby. And you also got to be, you know, you can find it in parenting your children. You know, my husband is the best possible father that my kids could ever want or need. And I think that that is very romantic. And, you know, we, we have been married over 10 years. And, you you know, if, you, if you're really with your soulmate and your best friend and you love your husband, you lose track of time. It doesn't seem like, oh, it's been another year, oh, it's been another month. You're aware of it if you think about it. But time just has a way with going by. No. And you're enjoying every minute that you're with that person and you're cherishing every minute because nothing is to it. 
let's face it, but, you know, living and dying, and that's it. And, you know, you have to make sure that you are being the best person you can be, the best spouse you can be, the best girlfriend or boyfriend, whatever that may be, whatever your case may be, be that, and 20 years will fly by, and you look up and say, wow, I'm still with my best friend, and I love him or her just as much. That's beautiful, baby. And, you know, it's interesting that we're talking about this now at the end of the as we were talking about at the beginning of talking about friends. And that is something that is very, very special is the fact that a lot of marriages don't survive the downtimes and different things that you go through in life. And that is one of the most biggest blessings that that my wife is able to see optimism and different things and talk to me in a way that I just... I love her for, and that's why she is my friend and and my soulmate at the same time. And it's definitely something that I said it earlier in the show, but I definitely think it's a necessity for people out there to understand friendship and understand the fact that to to have a good marriage, you're going to have to have your wife or, if you're the woman, your husband to be not only your friend but your best friend because that's going to be somebody that you're going to want to share your deepest thoughts and everything with so they know you in a different way than any and everybody else is ever going to know you. That's right. That's right. And you got to be able to trust them. And I trust my husband wholeheartedly. So, you know, that question has been raised over the years. Well, you know, if she's with him all the time, does that mean she doesn't trust him? No, it doesn't. It means that I love being with him and he's everything to me. Would you want to go with your best friend on a trip if you could? Would you want to go shopping with your best friend? Would you want to go to lunch with your best friend? Yes, to all of those. And that's how I feel about Mr. Christie. I can go anywhere, do anything with him, and I have a good time. And sometimes it's not perfect. We may go to a movie and think it's going to be the best movie in the universe. And we go there, and it's not a good movie, but it's a good movie because I'm there with him. And that's what I want to share with everybody. And I get asked all the time, and here's a question that comes up next, and it's, Jackie, do you find other men attractive, and does Doug find other women attractive? Well, I can answer for me, and I'll let my husband answer for him. And that is, there is a lot of attractive other men. I have brothers that's attractive. I have friends that's attractive. I have a son that's attractive. I find other men attractive. Now, am I intimately attracted to them? No way. My husband is everything to me. And when you find that true love, that's what infinite love is all about. He is the one that attracts me in a way that outside forces can't even begin to measure up to. So I would hope, and I, I shouldn't even say I would hope, I think my husband feels the same way, and I'll let him answer that. Yeah, damn, you know that. Answer, girl. <laughs> I don't even know why you're tripping, but that, uh, it, you, you couldn't have put it better. But that's what the true love is about. It's, a, it, it's about that I found everything in my wife, and I love her that much. And she is the, they're, they're, like she said, there are beautiful people out there. We see them every single day. But to That's me, right. my wife is the most beautiful on the outside, on the inside, on the side to side, on the upside, on the downside. And that's what is special. And that's not going to change with age because it, you, all of our bodies are going to wither and they're going to grow old. But I'm still going to see that beautiful face. She's still going to see that beautiful face. And hopefully my wrinkles don't deter her, y'all. <laughs> it won't deter us and everybody out there that's my true Jackie Christie fans that know I don't play around he better see me like that no I'm just kidding he, he he's everything you guys and as you can see there's nothing I, I wouldn't care what it is that'll, that'll be 20 years from now when you guys check out our radio show and by then it'll probably be blog talking Jackie and Doug Christie's network you, you'll hear us still speaking the same way we encourage love faithfulness honesty loyalty truthfulness friendship soulmateness all the good things in life, be that to others, and they in turn will hopefully be that to you, and this will be a better place. No no question, baby. I, I definitely agree with you. These are, are some of our favorite times that we can speak and you can hear from our mouth that uh, th- this is what life is about. This is what uh, friendship, about marriage, about family, about trust and loyalty, about trying to be the best person, not only for yourself, but for your family at the same time. And that's what we strive constantly to be and to teach our children because uh, it-, it would definitely be hypocritical to not live that way and definitely have our children try to live that way at the same time and be the best people that they can be, no question about it. Definitely. And then we have another question for you, honey, and it says, Doug, have you always knew that your soulmate was out there? Uh, I would have to say no. And the reason that I say no is because until I found my wife, I had no damn idea that it was possible to truly love 
the way that I am able to love my wife. Because I, I just, you know, until I guess you experience it, you truly don't know. And that, I mean, that's just being straight honest with you. I, I You know, you're in relationships, you meet people, whatever. But once I met my wife, I said, wow, I'm willing to open myself up in a way that, you know, here I am and love me for who I am. And luckily she has. So I, I would have to say that, no, I, I didn't know, but I was hoping. And <laughs> the fact that I was able to find is uh, a blessing from God, no question about it. Wow, that's wonderful. And you guys, it's, it's always a pleasure to, to come and join you and be with you guys every Saturday, same time, same place. And we just really wanted to just say, you know, we thank you for your support. We thank you for your friendship. And, you know, this show was based on friendships, and we really dedicate it to each and every one of you. We get so many beautiful comments and uh, messages and invitations, and you guys favor, favor it our show, and it is touching. It touches our heart because it lets us know that you guys are hearing us and you're feeling what we're saying. Each and every one of you mean the world to us, and we thank you. We want to take time in our shows to let you know that it's important to get your messages and your thoughts and feedback. Please make sure you join us and give us any suggestions you have. I know we promised you we would have visitors come on and different special guests, and we still have all the plans in the world to do that, but we're selective in who we have on, and we really want to have people on that you guys want to hear from and you want to talk to and you want to interact with. So go ahead, feel free to email us here or email us at our MySpace, which is Infinite Love, Jackie and Doug Christie, or you can email us at JackieChristie.com, or you can go to Shanny, our daughter's email address, at MySpace.com forward slash MyShanny, or her web address. There's so many different ways to reach out and contact us. I'll give you another direct phone number. You can reach us at 888-733-7105, and you can leave a personal voice message that me and my husband will definitely get. No one else will get that. You will get a response back from us. And just give us your suggestions, ideas, guests that you want to talk to or hear from, and we would love to interact with you in that way. And, again, we thank you very much for joining us and tuning in another week with us and just being, you know, being supportive and, and, and hearing what we have to say. Um, we love doing our sports segment. If there's something you want to hear about sports-wise, don't hesitate to let us know. And um, we have a special person that's going to speak to you guys today, and he wants to thank you as well for joining our show. No question. And here he is with no further ado. They call him the Dugster. Hello, everybody. Peace. See you next week. That would be our son, Doug Christie Jr. <laughs> Good job. Thank guys. you, guys. See you next week, friends. Same place, same time. Peace. Respect.